This week's proverb, thou shall say my name. And thou shall know that this is another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent, all LGBTQA, all the time. You guys know uh, what comes next. Obviously, GaySideStories.com is the hub. Follow on social media, like the Facebook page, email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If I am not somewhere where you listen to podcasts, let me know and I will see what I can do to make that happen. If you get a moment and you like the show and you dig me as a host, do me a favor and go over to iTunes and leave a five-star review, leave a five-star rating, whatever floats your boat. And last but not least, please, guys, make sure that you are sharing this show with others Help me get the word out. Help me get these important conversations to more ears. With that all being said, you guys know how this show goes. I likes to have a guest. And this week, I have my friend. You've heard me talk about her on the show. Oh. Sexy Lexi. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, you know. We've been talking about doing this for a while. I know, and I'm finally on here, and I'm so excited. Like, I've literally been talking. Finally, about it's happened to it's me. Right, I forget the words. <laughs> yes, come on. <laughs> that is my song, Do Not Play. Um, now, it's always the jam. Like, always the jam. Um, but no, I'm really excited to be on here. Like, I've always like tuned in. Like, when you first started, like I was so happy. Like when you first told me you were gonna start a podcast. Like, yes. and now to see that you've been like committed and dedicated to it, and you're like, oh, no, it's been six months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy. Like, this is amazing. I'm glad that you're doing this because. It's a platform that's definitely needed. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, people are quick to just write off, you know, any brand new podcast because they're like, well, there's a million and one out there. But it's like, yeah, but are they talking about what I want to hear? Are they issues that, you know, I struggle with every day or that I have to face or that I have to deal with? So to see you. And to see your baby growing and reaching a whole new audience and people in general is amazing. And I'm so happy to be on here. Like, I'm like over the moon excited. Like, I really am. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Like, I genuinely mean that because, like, you definitely held me down, like, kept me motivated. Like, I'm still fun employed, but it's like, you know what, I'm making the best of it and it's fine. And it's like, I remember like, you know, us just sharing stories about like how hard it is, like being unemployed and like the ups and the downs, like it's a blessing in one hand because you're not having to deal with, you know, so much stress. But on the other hand, you got to look at it like life goes on. You have bills that are due every month. And I swear, they send you a new bill every two weeks. Like, it's not even a month. It's like, you pay it one like bill. every two days. And then it's like, they send you the next month. As soon as I give them some money, they're like, here's your bill for next month. <laughs> like, it's like, relax. I know I owe you, like, relax. Right. <laughs> relax. Can I enjoy the service that I'm paying for for the month before you start asking me for more money? Man. 
yeah, I'm like I'm looking at you, cable bill. Okay, like you know, like yo, my cell phone bill, I don't know what it is. Like I hate paying my cell phone bill. Like all the other ones I'm like fine, whatever. But my cell phone bill, like I I hate paying that one for some reason. That one and student loans. I'm like y'all can die a painful slow death and I would, student loans oh can kick rocks <laughs> like dead ass like forever but yeah you yeah. said all of that to say that but yes I'm, all of that to say that lovely tangent that we went on yes, so let's say. get into some of these <laughs> segments yes so first up you guys the school in life uh my school in life for this week has been uh kind of low-key i just been politely dragging Apple in emails with my friend. Uh, we just go back and forth complaining about Apple. So the closer we get to the unveiling of the new iPhone or whatever else they're getting ready to come out with, we start becoming annoyed. And it's like, I want to see this in the phone. I want to see that in the phone. I want, what is the new product going to be? Is it going to be something that I like? Are they still behind the curve as far as technology goes? So we just start bickering back and forth like old men except it's via email it's like old men of the future you know when you feel like someone or something like a company could do better you know it's, it's hard to to let it go it's just like why won't you do the things that you should do yeah. but what can you do <laughs> so what's your school in life for this week um Wow, okay. My school in life. What got is... you from A to B? <laughs> um, I was having a conversation while well, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, I was having a conversation with like two of my closest girlfriends, shout out to Nikita and Carlene, um, about how just like trifling men are. Like, I love them so much on one hand but on the other hand it's like i want you to drop dead like right now so you can move out my way and not (laughs) bring anything we do not advocate murder on gay sex not at all not at all i'm a lover (laughs) not a fighter i'm you know i'm speaking in layman terms but not you know Mm. like for real but no um my school in life is that i want women and gay men because you know we all are dating men to know your worth like don't settle don't feel like because you're a certain age or you know you've reached a certain point in your life that you know there isn't love out there for you if that's what you're looking for like we have to go through so much to find our ideal mate so I just want people across the board to know, like, do not settle for less. Like, if you have standards that you've set for yourself, stick to them. Like, no matter how outlandish they may be, those are the standards that you set for yourself, so stick to them. So that's my school of life. (laughs) So, I think uh, Lexi actually moved on to the Come Quick segment. (laughs) Oh my god, did I? I'm so sorry. (laughs) But that's cool. See, this is why you couldn't vote. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was going on and on and on (laughs) no but it was it was still a psa that needed to be heard so we're just going to parlay into the next thing from the come quick you heard it in the proverb it's 
Destiny's Child's The Writing on the Wall album. Um, I'm not sure why I randomly revisited this album this past weekend, but I think I may have seen someone talking about it on Twitter. It was probably a conversation about it on Twitter. And I said, you know what? I have not listened to the original four in quite some time. So I went back and I listened to the album from start to finish uh, two or three times, I believe. I went to the grocery store. I was picking up lentils and shit, <laughs> listening to them. Come through talking about woman. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, listen. It's hard out here for a fatty. Um, but, I, you know, listening to it, I, I have forgotten how solid of an album it was, how much I enjoyed it how much it really was a showcase of Beyonce and kind of the the start to where she is now. Like you could hear such a vast difference between the first album and the second. And the first album, you know, I thought she did pretty well. Mm-hmm. For sure. But the first album she was like singing, like I'm here to sing. Mm-hmm. And the second album on the writings on the wall, there was something else that she was projecting. It wasn't just it was I'm here to entertain. I'm here to give you all the bits and pieces and everything that you've been missing versus I'm just singing the songs the best to to the best of my ability. Now it's I'm performing the songs. Starting to. Mm-hmm. So with that being said shout out to shout out to them even latavia <laughs> shout out to missy elliott for the songs that oh, she wrote and I, produced listen shout out to rodney jerkins oh my god shout out to everyone literally every even, single person uh candy and tiny everyone who had something to do with this album my favorite songs on the album I have a top three because, you know, I like the majority of the songs on the album. Right. Yeah. But I do have a top three. So my top three are Temptation, which is the song that. uh, Damn, that was like one of my top three. (laughs) That was that was just a that was such a smooth song. You know what? That was such an insecure song. Yes. When you think about the lyrics and Mm. think about what's going on on Insecure right now. Yep. My second in the top three, and this is in no particular order, is Confessions, and that's the song with uh, Missy Elliott. Yes. (laughs) Let me just say, quick side note. Okay. Some of Beyonce's or Destiny's Child's best songs are when they are talking about something that they have done that ain't shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Such as Confessions. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) my bad. (laughs) My bad, but listen, let me, listen, let me get, here's a PowerPoint presentation of all the ways I've had you fucked up, but please don't leave. (laughs) I love that freaking song though. (laughs) And to round out my top three would be Say My Name. And Say My Name is such an iconic bop. It's such a, I'm gonna put my foot on your throat if you don't get it to the fuck together. It's such an empowering song and it was Say My Name was one of those songs. When I first heard it, and this doesn't happen often, when I first heard Say My Name, I said, oh, this is a motherfucking hit. Mm -hmm. This is a smash. And then, you know, I was sitting there mad for months because 
Say My Name was like the fourth single from the fucking album. Yeah, I was like, what are they doing? Like, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, man. I, was like, like, I don't want to hear about Bugaboo no more. I don't want to hear Bill Bill's Bill. Bill's no like, more. That was one of their like worst singles that they could have went with. Because I was like, who decided to go with Bugaboo? Like, honestly, I would have picked So Good over Bugaboo. Because I loved the fuck out of So Good. Like, that, so good is such a oh, it's such a glow up song. Yes, it's yes. like I am beyond whatever it is that you have going on. Have a good yes. life. Yes, like oh, I am beyond your ashiness, honey, and I am in the <laughs> land of moisture. Okay, like yes, yes indeed. <laughs> um, oh man, I loved that song. Like you, it's funny that we have like two of the same. For our top three, because okay. like I love the hell out of Temptation, and Say My Name was just like, just the intro alone, like you already know, it's setting the tone to be right. like, you, you hear that dog child now, now you're like, oh shit, <laughs> hell yeah, it's about to pop the fuck off, okay, like yep. you just know they're about to give you some fire, and I was like, when I first heard Say My Name, I was like, wow, like what, like what? Y'all did that. Like, y'all did that, all capital letters, okay? Like, yes, indeed. But, like, and again, like, So Temptation, Say My Name, and So Good. Like, I love So Good. I remember, like, I bought the CD, the full album, and I bought, like, So Good because it was, like, the B side, I think. But one of their singles that they had released, I can't remember. And I was like, I just love this song so much. Like, I think I played it so much that I ended up like scratching my CD and having to go out and buy another <laughs> one because I was like, this song is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it it may have been the Bills, Bills, Bills single. Like, okay, so this is how much I've, I, of a stand I was and gay <laughs> when this came out. Because when this came out, I was, I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I was like in a freshman or a sophomore. Um... And, you know, we were obsessed with Destiny's Shop because these we were like, these girls grew up like right down the street from us or, you know, yeah. they're in the they grew up in the same city. Like we know where they went to school. We know where their house is or was mm-hmm. places that they've lived, et cetera, et cetera. So we were obsessed at my school when this and this when this came out. I remember I got the bills, bills, bills. Um, I think I had it on tape. I don't know what I was doing still with tapes in 1999. But I had it on cassette, and then I got the CD, and then I had the album when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I know all, yeah, I was very, very knowledgeable of the writings on the wall. So, oh, this is my motherfucking shit. I was, <laughs> Where'd you go? I was, oh, I, I have time. Uh, hey, ladies, I'm like, when, when she gets to that bridge, I'm like, let me just listen closely. These are life lessons. Let me absorb. Like, for real, though, they were giving us gems. Like, the, oh, the song that they did with Next, I like that song. Yes. It was a solid, like, the writings on the wall was a solid album. Like, it just, it really was. It flowed together. Like, the intros, that's what I miss, like, on albums. Like, intros and like interludes and skits like they don't do that anymore and it's just like no. or when they do it's too many of them and many, or they are terrible or they just sound forced like right. 
Ah, man. I'm... That puts me in the mind of um, one of the interludes from TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool album. Yes. Was that one where Chili was playing the uh, was yes. prank calling people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, when do you hear stuff like that? I know it's every here and there, but there was a time when everybody's album had skits, they had their friends, they had their mama, they had other artists. Yes, like, one of my favorite songs, like, top 10 songs would have to be, no, I won't say top 10 because that's a bit of a stretch. I'll say top 20 easily is How Is It Going Down by um, DMX. And that intro mm. is like, and she's like, hello. He's like, who dick you sucking? <laughs> and she's like, don't tell me with that bullshit. He's like, nah, yeah. nah, you explain it to me. She's like, exactly. He's like, nah, who dick you sucking? She's like, I ain't fucking with nobody up here in Yonkers, and I ain't been fucking with nobody in Yonkers. <laughs> He's like, stupid ass bitch, you ain't shit. Do I got to holler his name too? She's like, who the fuck is he? He's like, bitch, you fucking him. And then it goes into the song, and I'm just like, yo, this is like amazing. Like, very problematic now that you know i'm older more mature a little bit more woke very problematic because one you shouldn't call somebody asking them whose dick they're sucking at like two in the morning it's really no one's business we're all sex positive we're all adults here so you know whatever but that's easily one of my favorite intros to a song we missed those albums where you told stories. Okay, like you gave even, us an intro and an outro. What was another? What's another album? Um, Jodeci. What is it? The show, the after party. Oh yeah, he yeah, has some yeah, bomb yeah. ass like little interludes and intros and skits and stuff. But you know, so many, so good. Anyway, yeah. Destiny's Child, the writings on the wall. Revisit it and get your life. Yes. So we're going to move into the main topic now. Now, this might be a somewhat of a continuation or maybe a companion conversation to the episode that I did with Jeremy and Candace, where we were talking about allyship. But we're going to move specifically into homophobia. Um, I think we touched on it a little bit during that conversation when we were talking about allyship. We definitely talked about a lot of transphobia and things of that nature, but uh, I was wanting to dig into this topic. Um, and the reason why I wanted to have you on to talk about this is because I wanted to have a cis-hit woman's point of view on these things as well. And obviously this is a conversation that I will have again in the future because I want to hear the various views on this from various different lenses. So, you know, we can get someone like a cis head man. We can get uh, another person in the community, a gay man, lesbian woman, um, and just really talk about it and try to get to the root of it. Yeah. Things of that nature. So I want to start off with what the official definition of it is. Homophobia is the dislike of negative attitudes towards and or prejudice against homosexual people. And for the sake of this conversation, we're going to say that homophobia relates to both men and women in the community and non-binary. Um, I think broadly the term homophobia is used to 
include transphobia, but with trans issues becoming more and more prevalent and coming to light, the term transphobia is now, you know, standing on its own. And anyway, yeah. I wanted to start off with getting your personal definition of homophobia. If it varies from the definition I, I read and really get your take on what it is. Um, it's pretty on par, like with the definition that you read, but also just adding like, you know, people, you know, spewing hate and, you know, trying to tell someone that, you know, they don't agree with their lifestyle. Like it's not a lifestyle. Like I don't understand that whole that yeah. word anyway pertaining to someone's sexuality like it's not a lifestyle like so why do you continue to say that i think that's you know what i'm trying to get at but um, yeah we'll get into that a little yeah bit definitely more. but it's just i'm like i you know and having just like a deep hatred obviously towards gay and like yeah. lesbians and you know trans people and it's just like it's crazy to me but yeah uh, what I would add to the official definition, I guess my definition would be that the dislike of negative attitudes towards and prejudice. But I I would also add ignorance. Yes. Yes. Because a lot of times just not knowing what something is, is enough to cause a prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely add that to the definition. And in addition to that, I would say homophobia at its core is a chronic case of not minding your own right, like <laughs> being worried about everything and everybody that is not you and yours yeah definitely for sure so in 2017 the year of our I lord know. the year of, the way it's looking the year of our <laughs> fiery <death, laughs> listen <but. laughs> We'll keep, we'll stay positive. <laughs> but in, in the year 2017, why do you think people are still homophobic? People are still ignorant. Like, you know, I think it's easier for people to be blissfully ignorant than to accept something that is unknown to them. Because I've learned over the years that people like something that they can put in a box like you know what I mean like you're black you're white you're straight you're gay you're this you're that and it's like but why do I have to why do I have to be that just because you don't necessarily understand like my point of view like don't label me something you know because you don't agree with it or you don't like it and it's like when you sit down and you ask someone who's you know willfully ignorant about anything that isn't necessarily a part of their world they can't even give you like a straight forward answer about it they're just like you know when you ask them well why don't you like gay people well in the bible it says it's a sin it's like well it also says that you know being in the same house with your wife while she's on her period is a sin eating shellfish is a sin having sex before marriage is a sin yet for some reason that whole scripture y'all just decided to like pick and choose like what you're going to use to justify you know your hatred towards something that you don't understand which is stupid to me but 
or don't exactly want to like there's a lot of people out there that you can explain it to them until you're blue in the face this is how i am this is how i was born and they'll still be like oh well you need to do this or you need to do that or you could just mind your business and shut the fuck up that's always an option but yet you know here we are having to have this discussion so I would say I have a couple of of points on this. So the first one, and as I've said this before, and I'm sure plenty of other people have said it before, a lot of people are desperate to find something to elevate themselves over others. And I think that sexuality and gender identity are just age old go to's to do that. Anything that people can grasp to say, you know, I'm better than this person. At least I'm not this. Or, you know, my religion told me to hate this. So that makes me better than you because I'm not it. And I have the religious authority to discriminate against you and and whatnot. Uh, I also think that people, a lot of times they project this entitled sense of ownership of other people's bodies. A lot of people, when they see other people, especially when they see people that they're that they may find attractive, or I think maybe just adults, sometimes people are weird, but they they want to see what is it over you that I will will bend to my will. Yep. And for whatever reason, people's sexuality a lot of times comes into that, and that's another way to say, okay, well. I'm able to to do these things to you because I have that authority, you know, over your you and your person. And the last one is I think that there's just a fear of becoming the minority and being treated the way that they treat minorities. I think a lot of heterosexual people or heterosexually posturing people to get all of the nooks and crannies of that uh, convoluted thing there. I think a lot of people are worried that if somehow the quote unquote gay population outnumbers the straight population, then what people think, what people consider a lesbian, which is usually what, like a masculine butch woman, women are scared that those women are going to treat them the way they think that, those types of lesbians treat other Mm -hmm. lesbians. Men are going to be scared that other men are going to treat them the way that they treat women. So it's another reason that, you know, you have to put your foot down and stamp that out. And I think, you know, people just, you know, the more I think about people, sometimes I honestly feel like hate. It, it just, it's natural and it feels good. Mm -hmm. And they have various levels, but hating something, even if you don't understand why you hate it or if you made up some dumb reason for you to hate it, people just have that in them. So, And it just depends on the person what level is going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like people... But I think it just, they do it because it, it feels good or it releases yeah, something. It like there's a reason. And I feel why. like a lot of people just hate on stuff out of fear because... 
like you mentioned, like fear of them being treated the same way that they treat and also fear of like acting on, you know, feelings that they may have had. Like they don't want to be looked at as an outsider to their peers or their family members. And it's like, no one should have to live that way. You know what I mean? Like you should be able to like who you like, do what you want to do without having to appease these people who aren't even major factors like RuPaul says that his mom always told him if they're not feeding you or providing you with shelter pay them no mind like because how you live your life is how you live your life and I don't understand why people take such a huge issue with you know gay people I'm like damn what did they do to you like seriously but that's what I was saying (laughs) I think that will take that they have an idea in their head of what what it means to be gay and what gay people do and it's just something that i could say okay i'm i'm obsessed with your sexuality because i feel like it makes me better than you that you are different right so on uh, on that veining i want to ask this question what sex of people sects not (laughs) sex but (laughs) se What groups of people <laughs> trying to be fancy? <laughs> what groups of pe- <laughs> what groups of people have you observed being the most homophobic? Wow, the most homophobic. I mean, I know some people probably like hate me for this, or be like, "Oh wow, like that's how she feels." But I feel like a lot of um older people are homophobic um and definitely like southern black people can definitely be homophobic and it's like uh it's wild to me that but that's like another tangent i could go on on another day but um (laughs) um and i feel like some young people like depending on their environment where they grew up at they too can be also very, you know, homophobic. And women, you know, some women can be very homophobic, you know, just using the word gay to describe, you know, a man that isn't shit. You know, sometimes it's like we have to be very mindful of what we say um, because that could be hurting someone's feelings that you, you, you just don't know what people are struggling with like every day. So it's like, you know, being mindful of how you speak and what you say. Um, but yeah, I feel like older people, especially older Southern black people, um, and some young people, you know, and even I'm going to go out on a limb and say like even highly educated people can be very homophobic, like in certain settings, which is weird, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you like everybody. Just about, <laughs> everybody. except for like kids, you know, because like kids, they don't, yeah. they don't really know, you know, like Not until they're taught, taught that as bad. well, you know. So it's like it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I would say in my personal experience, the most homophobic. I'm not saying they are, but this is just my personal experience. Pretty much all cis head black oh, men God. Um, are homophobic for sure, definitely. As a blanket group, no, it, it it's it's true. 
and the other is kind of similar to what you said. I said his cishet religious black. Oh women. my God, they're definitely like they can be some of the most homophobic. Now, overall, like I just said, did you say I feel like everybody's oh homophobic. definitely, and that includes people within the community. There are plenty of gay men and women out there that are homophobic as fuck. Yeah. But we'll talk about that on another episode because that's a whole different can of worms. So one thing that I always hear people say about homosexuals as a group is that I don't agree with it. Like that's always the usually the go-to is I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. So my question is do you really feel that someone's existence can be disagreed with? No. <laughs> like, Hell like, no. no. Like, no. It's, I, I don't understand that. Like, people, and again, this is going back to just, like, having that fear of, like, the unknown. That's what I feel like it all boils down to. Like, you know, people uh hate gay people because you know they feel like they might try to convert them or some shit like that it's just really ignorant yeah it's all you know it's like stupid and it's just like where do you where do you get this idea like that that is even like going to happen you know what i mean so it's like uh, people are just people are fucking dumb like there is no other way to put it like people are stupid you know, it's, I don't agree with that. So I'm going to talk to you any kind of way. And it's just like, I'm here as a human being. Um, right. Like I didn't present right, you like with anything to else. agree or I'm disagree here. with. I said, this, this is, is me. me. I'm a human being. I breathe just like you do. I bleed red just like you do. So what makes you any different or any better than me as a person? Yeah. Like, honestly, it, it's, it just makes no sense to me like it's it's crazy i would say to anyone out there if someone tells you i don't agree with homosexuality or i don't agree with that lifestyle then you have to remember that no one has the right to say that someone else doesn't deserve to be here especially not because of who they choose to love or sleep with like no one has that right that's the you know, and that goes with so many things. That's, no one has the right to tell trans people that they don't belong here. Who are right. we to say that someone else's existence, their life, their person mm-hmm. is is not allowed to be here? So no, I don't agree with that. So if to me, anyone who says I disagree with that, I automatically tune them yeah. out. Like okay, we don't have anything have further nothing to discuss. To say. Nothing else to say to me. Now. Uh, I just used the word and you used the word lifestyle and I'm wondering lifestyle has always been a pet peeve of mine. I talked about this on an earlier episode, but I'm wondering, do people refer to homosexuality as a lifestyle quote unquote, because it's easier to disagree with than someone's existence? Because usually when they say, I don't agree with it, they're not, they, it is, is, the key word and they're talking about the actual what they consider the act 
Now, when I hear it, the reason why I split this into two things is because when I hear I don't agree with it, I hear you don't agree with my existence. But what the person might actually be saying is I don't agree with the lifestyle. So I wanted to tackle both of those separately. Uh... And I think that it's easy to as as small as the understanding of it is for people who are not within the community referring to it as a lifestyle is an easier way to encompass yeah definitely of all the things that they think that they know about it even though it's a small ignorant usually a small ignorant bubble but i think referring to it as a lifestyle and and kind of making it tangible to a degree and it's it becomes easier to condemn as an other or as a sin or as abnormal. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier to quantify it as a thing. Yeah. And it's easier to make that distinction between regular and irregular. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can just say it's your lifestyle. And also that way, because there's some protection when you say that, because when you hear lifestyle and the way that it's framed in conversation Usually it will have you thinking, I'm only talking about your sex life and right, your dating yeah. life, you know, your work life and your whatever other things that you're going on. I'm cool with all of that. But when I say I don't agree with your lifestyle, that's an easy way for me to carve that out. So it doesn't look like I'm saying I don't like you when usually right. that is the case. Exactly. That's exactly. even if you're <laughs> friends, and I, even when you're friends. And your friend's like, I don't have a problem with you. You know, I just don't agree with that lifestyle. You need to really examine those situations because a lot of times those people, they don't really fuck with you. They don't really rock with you. Not at all. Unless, you know, unless they're getting something out of the friendship, which is usually, you know what? I'm not even going to get into all of that because I'll be, we'll be on another tangent. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be to Saturn with all these tangents. So it's crazy. It seems like only feminine hypersexual or women are allowed to be gay. Do you agree with that? Um Yeah, I do. You know what? It's funny cuz I was like looking um I was like looking for a tweet and I came across an old one and um I think it has something to do with like the real world and I think it was like real world Philadelphia when they had like Karamo or Karama. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but he was like the black guy that was gay on there, but he was very like, you know, like what up, blah, blah, blah. And people were like surprised that he was gay. And I was just like, that's interesting to me because it's like, I don't know, like when people think of a gay man, like they just think like, Oh, very feminine, you know, dressed as well, that right. kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's that was gonna be my next. You know, question. and I'm like, damn, um, like the spectrum's so broad. Like, why is it that you equate, you know, being gay with femininity? I don't. Does that make sense? Because I feel like, <laughs> yeah, it does. So uh, I have uh, I have some points on both of these. So as far as women are concerned, I think at the end of the day, sex sells and sexy mm-hmm. sells. So I would say I don't agree with with it the way that I wrote the question because 
I think that there's two boxes. There's your super hyper sexual lesbian women, and then there's your hyper masculine lesbian women. And but I will say I agree that the sexy ones are the ones that are it seems are more uh, acceptable to society. Mm-hmm. As far as gay men, I, I wondered the same thing that, you know, you kind of snowballed into it that. Um, or sorry, I had one more thing to say about the women. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much we've talked about uh, if, I've, if we've talked about it at all on this show ever. But and i in addition to that i think that the idea that women and their bodies and their sexuality are for everyone's consumption even other women think that way i think that that adds to the reason why only the sexy ones are considered you know socially acceptable mm-hmm. and it's and then you know as society does we toss our everything that doesn't fit in that box and I think because more people's in their families, there were more studs and things popping up. So it's starting to change a little bit. It really felt like for a long time, if you weren't, you know, in a bustier and stockings and walking in six inch heels and the woman that you were with was the same way. Oh, no, there's a problem. But if it was that, well, I guess it's okay. But and you think about like movies and TV shows, anytime you see lesbian women, when it's just regular Schmegler, school teacher and office accountant <laughs> lesbians people always have something yeah. to say but if they're like oh you know girls going wild lesbians oh, and it's like it's oh lit. you know they're hot yeah. right it's lit <laughs> oh I know they, they have you know it's weird stuff as far as men I wondered why that people think that gay men tend to be more flamboyant or feminine and why that the trope was and the what I came up with is that and I've seen this uh, talked about on Twitter before and I'm sure it's been talked about I'm sure there's whole books about it but feminine men are the face of homosexuality I think because amongst men only men I'm mm-hmm. only talking about men but it's because they're the ones that are ostracized the most and have to fight the most so they they're on the front line and that's why people think all men are like this because the ones that they know of and the ones that they see are feminine because they have to be because they're automatically they're ostracized because they're different because they're a man that's not presenting as masculine whereas you have tons of masculine gay men but because they blend in so to speak they're not on those front lines fighting the way feminine men historically have Mm -hmm. been and so now everyone thinks, well, that is what that's what a gay man is. And so, so to circle back to what you were saying earlier, I think that's why when people when gay men are more masculine or just mm-hmm. regular. People are surprised. So what you were saying about them being surprised on the real world with Karamo because he wasn't a super feminine man. That's why, because they get into their heads that the only ones that I've ever seen are the feminine ones. So they all must mm-hmm. be like that. Because that that pocket of knowledge is so limited and so ignorant. Um, you touched a little bit about, and I think we both talked a little bit about religious people. So this last question that I have kind of goes along that line. 
So what do you think of the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin, as it's applied to LGBTQ oh my God, people? I think it's so stupid. Like, I, I really do. Like, I cannot stand when people try to use religion to justify their reasons for hatred. I really cannot. Like, I've stopped mm-hmm. talking to family members just because of, like, their beliefs, like, in religion, you know, trying to use the Bible to justify, you know, not liking someone. And it's like, well, who are you? Who are you to judge? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, uh, it uh, it frustrates me. I think it's so stupid because it's like, if you really study the Bible and you have, like, a true understanding of it, you would understand that no sin is greater than the other. Like, if you really delved into it like he god doesn't say like oh well you being a killer is worse than you being gay like no like mm-hmm. in he said all sin is sin like he didn't put one above the other so that's why i don't understand why people are like oh well you know if you're gay that's a sin it's like okay but like you are having an extra matter affair so are you really in any do you have any room to talk here no like oh I think it's so stupid. I'm so sorry that I'm like going on and on and on, but it's no, like, it's it fine. bothers me because like I have so many family members that are kind of like that. And you know, like when I was younger, I'd be like, okay, like you really don't need to say that. But now that I'm older, like we definitely like get into it because it's just like, how can you stand up here and you know use the word of God, like that you claim that you love so much and twist it around just to justify you like not liking someone. And I think people need to stop using that because it's not a sin to be gay. It's not a sin to be black. It's not a sin to be anything, you know, like except for, you know, a murderer or a killer, whatever have you. But it's just like people, they're so fucking dumb. I know I keep saying that, but it's true. Like, people will use yeah. any type of any type of literature, and we all could have read it, and they'll use it to their advantage to try to, you know, and I mean, we've seen it happen throughout history, like how people use the word of God to justify slavery, and it's just like, what? Like, are you, are you serious right now? Like, what? No, like, that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. And it's just like, (laughs) like, I I hate when people say that. Like, I really, it just boils my blood because I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, do you know what you're talking about when you say that? No, you're just going off of what you heard so-and-so say last week. So now you want to use it. That's how I feel, like, when it comes to, you know, people who try to like i said again the fear of the unknown like project their fears onto people it's it's like oh i like (laughs) we can we can tell you're very very frustrated right now sorry didn't mean to take you no it's just it's fine like i just i don't understand you know how a group of people that has been marginalized for so long turn around and kind of 
project that same behavior on another group that also has been marginalized. You know what I mean? Like I was. Yeah. It goes back to what I was saying before, you know, everyone wants to be able to mm-hmm. elevate themselves. And I talked about this on another episode. I think it may have been the, um, the allyship episode, but you know, people's understanding and love and all of that, it stops at their intersection and it doesn't Mm -mm. go any lower. So that's why you have black people that hate gay people because it's okay. I may be black, but at least I'm not gay. So on and so forth. Um, now this topic, you know, you kind of presented it as religion, which it, you know, we're talking about religion on this question, but that's that's a whole different what? show <laughs> that is in the it's in the books. <laughs> I want to get into uh, sexuality versus Definitely. religion, but I will say this, yeah, because that's, that's a, a whole that's a, a that's series. A... <laughs> some tea and crumpets and a blanket <laughs> curl up right. like i could literally talk about that all day all day <laughs> right i will say this for people that hear someone say i love the sinner hate the sin when when they're talking about people's sexuality it's trash and you shouldn't or let me speak for myself well, i think it's trash and I don't associate with people who say something like that. I've had people say that to me and I'm like, well, okay, it was a good, it, well, bye. I won't even say it was good knowing you because you've probably been trash this whole time and I didn't realize that he said this. But be weary of people that will use their religion. Most religions are rooted in love of human kind. And so if someone's, especially when it comes to Christianity, like all, you know, there's a hundred sects of Christianity, but they all have the same root, I believe. And something similar to you love mankind the way that God loves you. Um, and so for someone to take that and twist it and find a way to, to kind of strip your identity from you and give you this bullshit excuse about why you know they half accept you mm-hmm. i think it's trash and you shouldn't shouldn't want to be around people who think that about you because we it's important to remember that you don't need anyone's conditional love right. and that goes for family if it's going to be conditions on it if it's going to be well you know i'm praying that you see the light and go get you some pussy or you know i pray that you meet the quote-unquote right Mm -hmm. man and then you'll finally you know stop laying with other ladies right that's that's not real love i think that we have to remind ourselves that we deserve better than that you deserve better than to be tolerated right yeah definitely all right, so that was a pretty good conversation. Uh, definitely am going to revisit this because I could literally ask these same questions with someone else and probably get a whole different point of view because it's such a complex topic. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, we're going to take a break and we're going to get into this month's <laughs> edition of That's a Man with special correspondent Songbird. That's a man <laughs> with me and special correspondent Songbird that you hear laughing in the background. 
I get tickled every time you say that's a man. <laughs> that's a man. Yes. Yes. So this month we have two more fine ass individuals that you should be familiar with. So Songbird, why don't you tell us who your pick is first? So in memoriam of fine ass Julio from Power. Yes, indeed. Today I'm going to talk about Mr. J.R. Ramirez. It's May he so rest in peace. May Julio rest in peace. May Julio. To my nigga Julio. <laughs> man, why they had to cut his neck like that? Man, that was so Bitch. raggedy. They did not did have to do me? him like that. God damn. First of all, I'm not even going to talk about Andre because I can't. I just can't. I'm so sick of him. Him. I don't know what to do with myself. And that's not what we're here. We're here to talk about Julio, but they did not right. have to do him like that. You going to get that yours, was- Andre? But yes, Julio. <laughs> Tell us about J.R. Ramirez. J.R. Ramirez is 36 years old. He is six foot two. And fine. And he is Cuban. Cubano fine. I don't even know what else needs to be said after that. I didn't realize he was so tall. Cuban. I don't even, I don't speak a lick of Spanish, but let me just tell you. I would como say I'm all over his ass. Listen. (sighs) <sighs> Donde esta le pin? Okay. <laughs> I will find a way to communicate what the hell I needed to Listen, say. and after he took old girl down uh, in that one episode of Power, I said, oh, I have all of the time. Let, you know what? Let me set my watch for... Let me look at... Let me... Mm, you, you know what? I have time. I have time tomorrow. I have time the next day. I was I like, was, oh, Julio, oh, this is what you do? Julio and Bryce and all that shit. Wow! <laughs> Whew. Whew. Glory, yes, Lord. He was he was having sex with that Asian girl, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Now they know they could have gave him more sex scenes because he was putting in work. But that's okay. besides the point. I mean, I guess you know he not the star. He was of the being shady because you know they want to show Tommy's naked pale ass all the time. <laughs> right. And Jamie and freaking Angela, I'm so sick of them. I'm so glad that's over because I don't ever need to see them have right. sex. Again. I wanted to stay over. But getting back on track, so <laughs> obviously you guys will know Jr. Ramirez from Power. He played Julio, right. R.I.P. Uh, also, he's, he's also, been on Arrow. I think yeah. he said. And what else? Arrow. Um, and he played on Tyler Perry's House of Pain. And I was saying earlier that I didn't realize that was the same person because they changed his look so much for power. And on House of Pain, he had hair. But when I Googled him and I saw the picture, I was like, oh, shit, that is him. Okay, And I'm unfamiliar because I don't I don't do Sister Mary Terry, Sister Mary Tyler Perry. I understand. (laughs) So I read recently that he's (laughs) I read recently he's also going to be on season two of Jessica Jones. Yes, the and Netflix I'm series. About so that. I'm ready. I have to. I hope he has a good role, and he's yes, not just. I want him to be picking ass. Right. I mean, or at least yeah. just be present. Like I hope it's not like okay, he's on like one or two episodes, and that's it. Like I want him to be right. throughout this. Like I want him to be a part of the cast for the season, and hopefully not die. Right. Please don't kill him again, Lord. I Listen. can't take another funeral for Julio. Like, let him make it through. What if they are? 
an item. Oh my god, I don't know if I can deal with that. Mm. We'll see. That would well, be a lot of sex. We gotta that see. Would be a lot oh, of sex. that would be some dope sex too. We yeah. gotta see what happens on the defenders. But anyway, um, what else about Jr. Well, I, what I thought was funny is that he said, but like before his career really kicked off, he used to work as a waiter or a, like a waiter slash bartender. And I was like, yeah, I probably would have just been like, can I get my check? But if Julio came over to my table, I would have been like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the length of the hair and it depends on if he smiled. Like if he smiled, I'd have been like, and he's tall. So I already would have taken notice whether he was looking, you know. A little more uh, Caucasian or a little more right, right. Uh, street. I'd have been right. like, "Well, he's tall, and I like to climb. So, what we gonna do?" Well, you know, Indeed. I'm I'm a reformed hood rat, and come on, reform status ain't hood. I really don't be checking for him, so come I would probably and have come paid on. him a bit of mind. He's not not to say that he wasn't handsome with hair, because he really is. But it wouldn't have been it did nothing for me at all. But that haircut. And them Timberlands and them dressing him in all them thugged out attire, honey, mm. fire. He's not married. He doesn't have any kids. And all he has is a dog that's two years old. The dog's oh. name is Freddie. Oh, it's so okay. So we need to be we need to be sliding in DMs because he is unattached. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then be like, now yes. I understand that you need to grow out your hair a little bit for this role, but when you come home, I got some <laughs> clippers for that ass. <laughs> let's take it back down, baby. Let's take it back down. Let's take it down, and then we're gonna recreate that scene with that girl. I can't believe he don't have no wife and no kids, not even a girlfriend. Well, and I was looking. Know. You never Nobody. know. Who knows? So. Maybe he plays for my team secretly. Mm-hmm. One can hope. Maybe he don't like girls. Maybe That's he... what I'm saying. He might play for my team. You <laughs> yeah. never know. You know how Hollywood is. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to be out and successful. I ain't bad. I watch. Shoot. Okay. Alright. So, uh, my pick for this month is Ron Rico Lee. A.K.A. Bay Rico. Now, <laughs> You guys may or may not be familiar with this man. He is 40 years old. I'm not sure how tall he is. Maybe average his height, maybe about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he has an athletic build, great smile, fine as hell. He has been fine since, like, the 90s. So where I first saw Ron Rico Lee was on Sister Sister. He played Tia's boyfriend. Oh, he did. And he was fine back then. He was fine back then. So you may know him now. He's on Survivor's Remorse. Uh, yep. He was also on Moesha. There was like I think it was like a sex episode. I remember he like came out of a room or a bathroom or something, and just had a towel wrapped around him. And I said, "Oh look!" I said, "Hold on, let me put my goddamn glasses on." Because I was like, "That was." And I was young at the time because Moesha was a long time ago. I had to push pause on the TV. I was like, wait, wait he was mean? halfway naked on Moesha? It was like, I could be wrong. Tweet me if I'm wrong. But I, I want to say it was one. And this is how you know that I've stand for him for a long time because I don't remember shit. But I remember <laughs> this scene. And he came out of something like a bathroom or a room. I don't even know who he was in the room with, whether or not it was Moesha. But all he had was a towel wrapped around his waist 
And I was like, God damn. My teenage gay ass just was in love. Oh my God. He was on kids beat that I'm about to really date myself. So yeah, we are about to, cause he's, you said he's 40. Yeah, he's 40. Now I'm just turned 42. And I remember that fucking show. That was mm. the worst shit ever. <laughs> Y'all Google fucking YouTube kids beat and get your life. Cause that was horrible. Mm. And I mean, hard, like just imagine white children trying to do hip hop and oh, just keep it. It was bad. But he was on that shit too. Yeah, he was also on BET's "Let's Stay Together," which I am unfamiliar with for reasons. But look, the main what you need to take from this is he has been fine for the fuck ever. Yes. All right, he's been fine for like twenty twenty five years, and, and getting finer. He don't even he hasn't even aged. Not really. Out of the mustache, but he's looked good for his age. He's looked good for a long time. He's on what is it, stars? looking good as fuck i'm about to i think the next show i'm gonna binge after the defenders is survivor's remorse strictly for him yeah um, he i saw a couple episodes of that and he is hilarious like the two, the two or three episodes i watched his character had me dying so okay well i have time I for that thing. Too. you know a funny fine man is the way to my heart and bus listen <laughs> indeed <laughs> because you know, a lot of things. Yes, it does. But when it's coming from a fine face mm, mm-hmm. and body, mm, all I want to say is he could do all of the things to me. And I would have no problem using that lap and that dick like a bicycle seat. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And on that note, you guys, it's going to wrap up this month's edition of That's a Man. Thank you again, Songbird, for stopping by and we will see you guys next month bye all right and we're back you guys so let's wrap up this conversation with sexy lexi with the queer query oh my god okay i'm ready for you (laughs) (laughs) all right as a child what did you want to be when you grew up oh wow um this is so funny i wanted to be a lawyer slash actress like that was oh yeah. was like, <laughs> just gonna steal my answer all right i'm like i for some reason that's all i wanted to do like i was in um i was in theater like i was in plays i was in cinderella and the sound of music like all that stuff and then i was like you know what i want to help people and i was always very like pro-black when i was young like my parents instilled in me very young like you know, love yourself, love your people, like, you know, don't let anybody tell you that you're, you know, less than just because of, you know, the color of your skin. So I was like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer and I want to help my people, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that didn't quite happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't have all that, but I, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid because I fell for that, that old, Oh, you're good at you're good at arguing, so you you should be a lawyer. You would be a good lawyer. I fell for that rhetoric. From yeah. <laughs> and you know, then I saw how much schooling goes into oh, man, listen. <laughs> becoming a lawyer, and I was off that. I said no, thank you. Thanks for playing. Right. All right. That was a lot. <laughs> which 
which famous for no reason celebrity would you like to see have a permanent oh my seat? My God, like why, why, dear God, are the Kardashians still a thing? Okay, so we have the same answer. And then after today's debacle, <laughs> like Kim Kardashian was my answer, and I I usually don't even give her too much because I, I she literally is not interesting to me. What? None of them are, so I don't pay attention. But when I was when I saw what was going on on Twitter today, I said, you know what? I'm so sick. I would like for her to have that permanency. Yes. Someone put some super glue in it, like Literally. Sister Act Two, <laughs> and have her direct her to just play. <laughs> have all of the seats and make them permanent. Oh, Thank you very man. much. And like, uh, that whole family, it's that entire. Family. And I mean, literally every single. Caitlyn, you too. Like your chicken leg ass. <laughs> like, don't get me started on her. Like I, that whole family is just annoying. They're first of all, they're a whole bunch of culture vultures. So let's just get that out the way. But it's like the fact that people continue to cape for these people and want to die on the hill for them is beyond me. Like, they have proven themselves time and time again to be wildly problematic. It's obviously, it's obvious that they have not learned from any of their past mistakes because they continue to make them. And what blows my mind about this whole situation is like how Kim was like, you know, I'm gonna give him a chance, you know, because like that's something that happened in his past. Bitch, this little roach looking motherfucker was just on Twitter like what three or four months ago calling makeup by Shayla a roach and a black bitch and all this. Like that's not that long ago. So what the fuck you mean his past? Like literal months. Like, come on. Well, because it's it was just blind caping oh. because, you know, they have a business relationship. I guess, you know, I don't know if they're supposed to be friends, but I know they have some kind of a business relationship as far as makeup goes. So it's, yeah, let me come. No, don't pick on him. Yeah, like. But then she, because she didn't do her Googles, when she got dragged for basically not knowing <laughs> that he was doing all this on Twitter and wherever else he was doing it. I believe she issued, like, she did some kind of apology video and said something to the effect of she was naive about race and stuff like that. So then she got dragged again because it's the question that everyone was asking. How can you be naive about race when you have a black husband and mixed race children? Yeah, and see, I was, yo, Curtis, like, for real though, get out of my head because I was literally just about to speak on that like i I mean i didn't yeah i I just i saw so many tweets that said that or some kind of variation of that it's like you literally are married to a black a black man that at one point was militant about race so it's just how can you be naive about it please cut the fucking shit man okay thank you so very fucking much like this bitch was like oh well you know i never thought about race until I had my daughter. And I was like, so all this black dick you've been taking. Right. We know that was a lie. You, you never thought about racism. Not one time did it cross your mind. Because I know, I know for a fact, if you want to see some of the most demeaning comments ever, just go to like any like website and look at the comment section. But like really go on like porn sites and look at the comment section. And they're just like, 
you know, this nigger is putting his black dick in this, like, white vagina. And it's just, like, all this, like, hatred focused on, like, first of all, that it's a black man having sex with a white woman. It's just, like, you, you, this never crossed your mind from the very first time because I know someone has said something to you. Like, this isn't just something that literally just fell in your lap yesterday and you had to deal with it. No, you've been in the spotlight for quite a while. Pretty much all of the partners that we know of have been black men. So, you trying to... You know, when I hear when I hear someone say that, usually, especially women, when I hear like, them oh. say, I, did, I never thought about race until I had my mixed race child. I feel like that's just cold for... It now I need to learn how to do this. Me, so now I need, I need to. No, not, not even that. It's not even that deep. I think it's code for now. I need to learn how to do this child's hair. Yes, because their hair texture is going to be different from mine, boy or girl. Mm. They're like, oh, you know, I have to find the right barber because it's hair texture. I, I think that's what all that means. I never thought about race until you know I got knocked up yeah. by someone of a different race, and well, it's like, oh, okay, so now you realize that. Your baby's hair is going to be different. I think that's all it that, is. And also, like, um, that's definitely, like, a major factor. Because I remember it's so funny that we're having this conversation right now. Because literally, like, a month or so ago, I was having this conversation with my best friend about, you know, interracial dating. And how a lot of times black men don't realize, like, you're only being fetishized. Like, it's not that these women... Lawrence into you <laughs> we talking to you Lawrence <laughs> it's because they have a fetish and I was telling and LaMarcus okay <laughs> and I was telling her I was like I feel like we as black women like some of us we're able to pick up on it more quickly than our male counterparts because like I was you know we were just like sharing stories or whatever and I had like went out on a couple of dates with this white guy but it was like I knew it wasn't going to go far because of, like, the little comments he would say, like, he would ask me, like, oh, well, you know, have you ever, you know, dated a white guy before or, you know, have you ever, you know, played polo or anything like that? And I was like, <laughs> polo. I'm like, first of all, who, what ordinary person plays polo? No one. I was like, now, if you would ask me if I play golf, yes, because one of my aunt who works in finance told me that you should learn how to play golf just in case you have to entertain clients at least you know you're well adapted in that situation but I was like don't ask me like you know stupid stuff like that and blah 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 (laughs) and so like I said I knew it wasn't going to go far but like I was saying like a lot of times I feel like our black men don't realize like yo she's only with you because you're fulfilling a fantasy like, she's not going to think about, oh, okay, like, when you guys decide to have kids and all that other shit. Like, yo, you're going to have to sit down and have this conversation with them. Like, yes, you have a black parent. You have a white parent. But society is going to look at you as being a black person. So this is what you need to do, X, Y, and Z. But, you know, whatever. True. <laughs> you know? I don't know how we snowballed into I know. This. I got it. <laughs> we are so I'm just, sorry for all the tangents. If you guys can this is what happens when you have me on here, but like I just feel like just she needs to cut it out. Her and her whole family need to cut it out. Yeah, they just need With to that I just whole like I'm naive about race and all this other stuff and 
blah, blah, blah. No. Like, y'all are too old and too grown. Like, I just, I don't believe it. So, whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we agree on that. <laughs> Last question. Um, If you guys couldn't tell, we're both um, John Legend on this episode. So, last question. What's a phrase an older relative used to always say when you were growing up that stuck with you or that you've incorporated into your adult life? Um, always pussyfooting around. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause it's like, as I'm getting older, I'm like, yo, I'm really becoming my mom. Like, like the things that she says, her mannerisms, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm really becoming my mom. This is wild. Like, but like when I was working and, you know, like I would have to email people. I'd be like, I have, you know, like a timeline. Can you send this to me by my time? And they'll be like, oh, okay, Sure. Because, you know, like, I was working with people that worked in California, and so I'm on the East Coast. So I'd be like, okay, I need this by 5 o'clock, because I'm out the door at 5.30, and not 5.31, not 5.35, like, 5.30, I'm out the door. And they would literally, like, send me the email, like, at 5.29, as soon as it's about to turn 5.30. And I'm like, you've been pussyfooting around all day. <laughs> like, I asked you for this this morning, and now you just send it to me? Yeah, I'll take care of it tomorrow. Like I'm not sticking around. Like, mm-hmm. like oh my god. But yeah, pussy putting around. Like I use it all okay. the time. Uh, a phrase that stuck with me was one of my grandmothers used to say, "Gray big old." <laughs> Everything was gray big old. She used to say that about anything that she was overwhelmed by. So one particular time, my stepdad, which this was his mother. He made ha- homemade hamburgers and they were huge. Like they had to have been like three quarter, uh, damn near a pound oh hamburgers. So he gives my grandmother the plate and she goes, great big old meat. <laughs> and me and my brother said, what? And she was just like, it's a great big old meat child. <laughs> and so my brother and I, we sat there and we did like this. We made a whole song to it and everything. But now I find myself saying like great big old mm-hmm. about the most random things. And it's usually what I say whenever I see a big dick. So there you go. <laughs> With that being said, I think this wraps up this episode of Gay Side Stories. So sexy Lexi, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at sexy Lexi. It's spelled S E X X I E L E X X I E. You can also find me on Snapchat. Um, my screen name on there is Capricorn Chanel, and I'm also still working on my website, but soon to come is AlexisChanel.com. So that's where you can find me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of finding things, make sure you guys are finding that playlist, Sounds of the Stories. It's on the SoundCloud page. I believe Chartreuse Disaster is getting ready to update that again. Thank you all for listening. For all of my return listeners, thank you for coming back every week. All of my friends that listen every week. I know that none of you have to and you choose to anyway, so I appreciate you all so much. 
And for everyone that is sharing the show with other people and getting the word out, retweeting on Twitter, reposting on Instagram, etc., etc., I thank you as well. And as always, you guys, remember, thou shalt protect thy walls. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>